I think it's about time for us to go ahead and get this started. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. This is the very first episode of the Disconnect Podcast. I am your host, Marvelous Play, and welcome. For those of you who are brand new here, I welcome you into our home. I welcome you to the channel. I welcome you to the very first stream, and uh, we're about to get started. A little bit about the Disconnect Podcast. This is basically going to be your new source for all gaming news, information, things stream-related, entertainment-wise, just random thoughts about things that are going on the internet, especially on the interwebs, Twitter, and everything. Really hope that you're going to enjoy my thoughts and my opinions on a lot of stuff. Some things we're going to be fact-checking in the future. Some things are just going to be purely off the top of the dome, but it is what it is, okay? Follow me on Twitter if you're not doing so already at Marvelous underscore Play. Go ahead and follow me on YouTube. Subscribe, click that notification bell, and hit thumbs up if you like this video when it gets uploaded to YouTube. Instagram, all that good stuff. And of course, right here, you're viewing us at Twitch, Marvelous underscore Play, of course, too. When this um, podcast goes up, it will be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. So do me a favor, when it gets uploaded to your RSS feed on Apple Podcasts, if you enjoy it, if you like the information that's going to be given to you, please be sure to rate it five stars, which will help me like become bigger and bump up in the search algorithm. And as well as like, like and favorite this on Spotify as well too. help a young brother out trying to reach his dreams. All right. What we're going to do is I'm going to run down a list of topics and uh, there's some good ones. Some I'm really passionate about. Some I kind of took a little bit of time to think about and some others that, um, you know, I think I would want your thoughts on on Twitter as well, too. And then, of course, the main event is going to be our one of a kind one on one interview with the mayor of Cupton herself, Cup of Nudo. So stick tuned for that because it's going to be fun. Topic number one that I want to discuss today is going to be AAA uh, development. The reason I want to talk about this and the reason I think it's so important is because lately I feel like the gaming industry has been stuck in kind of a rut. With AAA development and a lot of different games, we've basically been given unfinished products, we've been given unfinished games that don't meet our expectations or like far below the standards of what we're used to. Do y'all remember back in the day when we can used to get video games that were completely polished, that were finished, and honestly lived up to like the money you were spending on them? That's what I remember. I remember the good old Nintendo 64 days, the good old Sony PlayStation 1 games, even go back to Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, all that other stuff. And this is kind of like where we set the bar as far as like what it means to getting game development to give the end consumer a product that you feel was worthy of their hard-earned dollars. And so with that being said, I think now we're in a space where it's unique, where game development seems to have expanded, where online you get patches, you get updates, you get all of this other stuff that basically developers are saying, hey, here's our product. We're going to ship it to you in an unfinished state, and hopefully you'll stick around for us to patch it later because we're going to require you to give us the feedback on what's going to make our game be great. Kind of been a letdown when it comes to a lot of our AAA games. Case in point, what are some more noticeable letdowns that we've had in the last couple years? We've had Anthem. We've had the abysmal, abysmal launch of what is Fallout 76 in its current state right now. And then we've also recently just had Ghost Recon Breakpoint from Ubisoft. The reason I bring this up is because quality um, isn't make or break anymore, and this is very true. But at the same time, we need to hold our developers and our publishers to a higher standard. Because I don't know about you, 
If I spend $60 on a game, I want to damn sure make sure it's a finished product. That's a hard $60 that I had to come out of my pocket in order for it, you know, to be on my PC, my console. And also, if you're asking me to play the game and recommend it to others as a streamer or as a content creator, I want to be sure I'm making a wise suggestion based on my positive experience. And it's come to the point now where a lot of streamers and content creators, like we get these services like Keymailer, there's Terminal IO, there's a whole bunch of different services out there where they'll send you keys for games in beta, early access, things of that nature. And that's fine. If it's beta early access, you know the game is going to be broken or unfinished. When do we allow the minimum to become the standard? Where basically we say, hey, we're going to say this game is finished. You're going to pay a full $60 price tag for the game. But then, you know, we, we're going to go back and say, you know, three months down the road, six months down the road, a year later, we're going to apologize and say, this is what we t intend to do and give you a full roadmap. And this is how we're going to fix it. My wish is for these companies is to spend a little bit more time doing the internal uh, dev testing, the internal stress testing, and also maybe bring in the content creators, the streamers, the pro consumers who ultimately you're going to be pitching these games to because you want their hard earned dollars for what they're paying for what you're creating. And in order to do so, it's just requires a little bit more time. Now, here's the flip side of that coin. And I want to speak on gamers as a whole. I know we as gamers, we consume so much material so fast. We literally get a bunch of games. We have everything tugging at us from first person shooters to RPGs, to MMOs, to simulators, things of that nature. And that's well and good. We love diversity. We love options and options is never a bad thing. But at the exact same time, when you're giving us options, make sure that knowing that we have options, you're giving us your best presentation going forward. But we also have to sell upon ourselves the simple fact that we consume a lot of material and a lot of games so quickly. Literally, we have people who do speed runs. We have people who do let's plays. We have people who live stream games. Anytime you're putting out that much material that quickly, that turnaround, People are trying to hold on to their games a lot longer. So yes, we're asking for developers to create more content and we want to keep our games longer, but we can't do it at the risk of asking them to rush out something we know wasn't their best or wasn't intended just because there's a demand to bring it to market now. What it is, is there's no need to have pay to win mechanics in games, just like Ghost Recon Breakpoint, where they were literally selling us, the consumer, basically monetization and other items in the item shop where you can basically skip levels skip xp and breeze through the game without even doing a lick of grinding there's also rampant hacking exploitation like at fallout 76 anybody look at the news reports when that game came out how many people were basically hacking into an unknown wall dev room in the game where you were able to basically take out all of the rare items in the game Basically, it was an open door that you could walk into in-game where all of the rare items that you had to grind like 50, 100 plus hours, you could grab it, equip it, walk right into the game. And basically, since it's also PvP, you can overwhelm the majority of the player population right out the gate. Exploits and hacks that need to be dealt with on the dev floor and dev testing, internal testing, before it even hits the end consumer. So do people still play Fallout 76? Very much so. But, you know, once again, we get what we pay for and we basically have allowed the bare minimums to become standard. 
But on the other side of AAA development, we also got to talk about the ones who are doing it right. So CD Projekt Red is one more company I want to talk about in the AAA development space that hopefully they've been doing it right for a number of years now. And hopefully that effort continues with Cyberpunk 2077. The reason being, I don't know if you saw the report, Cyberpunk 2077 is one of my most anticipated, if not my most anticipated game of the year. Open world, RPG elements, deep character customization, it's going to eventually have multiplayer, all this plethora of stuff, all the DLC will be free, just like they've been known to do with the Witcher series in the past. And if you know the Witcher, if you've ever played the Witcher, you know exactly what I'm referring to. However, they've bumped up the scale a little bit even further with two big announcements. I rock with Sony, I rock with Microsoft, but I'm on this PC as well too, so it is what it is. But for Microsoft, for Xbox One players, they've basically said, hey, we're giving you the option if you buy this game at launch on the Xbox One and then determine like a year from now, two years from now, you wanna upgrade to the Xbox Series X, which is the next gen console, you don't pay anything extra. You don't have to rebuy the game. You get a free upgrade courtesy of us. And that's something that they're doing for the Xbox player base and that's pro consumer. Now, will Sony eventually allow them to do that on their platform? I don't know. I can't speak on Sony. I'm not a representative of Sony. I don't have that kind of inside information. But it will be interesting to see how Sony responds to this being that Sony is very big on not only first person first party titles, but also making sure that they have every game available across like their last gen and next gen platforms, at least for the first year or two. But never have I ever seen them offer or begin to think about offering people a free upgrade to a brand new game. If you're playing on the old gen console, getting ready to upgrade to the next gen console. So I don't know. We'll see what Sony does and how they respond. But the last thing that really come out with CD Projekt Red and the state of AAA development is also what they're doing with their online launcher, GOG. Basically with GOG, they're now beginning to offer PC players, people who buy their games exclusively through their launcher, the ability to get a refund for their games up to 30 days. Whether you've installed it, whether you've downloaded it, or whether you've played it, you can get the game and you can basically, if you're not satisfied with it, get a refund for your digital purchase within 30 days. That to me is crazy. Just for the simple fact that you never know how long it takes somebody to be that deeply invested into a game. And I think maybe it's kind of a little weary because my biggest thing with them is CD Projekt Red has done a lot for this gaming community and they're very pro-consumer. But at the same time, 30 days is a long time span to give somebody the ability to try out your game and decide if it's for them. I would have said maybe 14 days, maybe 15 days, maybe that would have been doable, but they decided to give us a full 30 day refund policy on all future purchases on GOG.com, which is going to be major when Cyberpunk 2077 comes out and any other future releases. So shout out to them and for getting it right in AAA development. And that's all I got to say on that topic. Moving on to another great topic that we have lined up today. Let's talk about Google Stadia. I would love to say I've tried Google Stadia and I would love to say, say that Google is going to be one of the next big players in the video gaming industry and in this space. It's not looking so good. Google Stadia has been out for at least three months now. And the reason why this is important is you remember Google Stadia literally had a year's worth of time to eventually, you know, build up the player base, build up the hype. And they were selling pre-orders for the controllers, for their games, the lineup and everything. 
but to this day it's basically missing a lot of key features and a lot of key games that it was promising upon release like the ability to share games the ability to gift games to this day google stadia has less than 30 games in its roster four of which are only exclusive and those four are indie titles all the other games you can already play because they've been out for months. Um, the latest Assassin's Creed, like Destiny 2, the list goes on and on. Google Stadia has been creating quite a bit of controversy in the gaming industry right now because, face it, it's funded by Google. Google has a history of killing off projects that it doesn't deem, you know, profitable or worthy of its time. Lily, you can go to a website and I'm actually going to link this to um, the YouTube video when this is uploaded. So make sure you're subscribed to YouTube, by the way. But there's going to be a link that's um, a website called killedbygoogle.com. I literally kid you not. You can go to this website, killedbygoogle.com, and you can see all of the list of projects that Google has killed over the last decade or so. Some notable ones like Google Plus, which was supposed to be their take on social media platform. Uh, Google Glass, which was supposed to be their, you know, AR, you know, VR project. Google Nexus, the YouTube video editor, the list goes on and on. But Google has a serious track record of killing off all of its projects. Google is basically the EA of development. Let's just say that Google is basically the EA of the, of the non-gaming tech world. Every time it gets something good or doesn't think it's profitable, it shuts it down. And the biggest reason why this is concerning is a lot of development, a lot of developers are seriously saying they just lack the confidence that they're in it for the long haul. There's literally um, an article on Kotaku, and I will link that in the YouTube video description below when this is uploaded to the channel. But literally a couple of executives, a couple of publishers have basically said that they don't believe Google is going to be in video gaming for long. They kill off projects way too fast, but also at the same time, what does it take to port over a game um, from a PC, from a console to a live streaming service? Not that much, but Google, which is a multi-billion dollar company, by the way, one of the most profitable companies in the history of mankind, Lily has been frugal with spending the funds on bringing over exclusives or titles to the platform. Matter of fact, some companies have even said that the offers that they've been receiving from Google were so low, it wasn't even worth having a conversation with them. So what does that leave Stadia users? Well, Stadia users are kind of stuck. First and foremost, the service was supposed to be built on lag-free interference, like seamless you know, streaming to your platform, to your TV, to your computer without the use of a tower, a console, a third-party device, thing of, things of that nature. All you basically had to do was have Google Chrome, which let's face it, pretty much all of us have Google Chrome and an internet connection. But the Service 1 has very high lag and latency. Two, the game lineup is just not killer right now. And three, the games that they have announced as first-party titles and exclusives will now arrive for the next like three to five years. Because they've acquired studios, but those studios are already in development, but the games we won't see for three to five years. So right now, it's up in the air what Google Stadia would do. Would they be able to turn it around and really make something of themselves? I hope so, because we really could use more competition in the video gaming industry. Competition breeds better quality, better products, because basically you have this studio, you have this developer, you have this platform motivated by what the next one is doing, and in the end, the consumer wins. Fingers twisted, let's hope Google Stadia gets it together, but if not, then, 
I don't know what to tell y'all. It's it's really a great mystery as to how they will stay in this, given that the player base has shrunken into less than half within three months of release. So that's it on Google Stadia. The next topic that I want to talk about is also going to be when viral goes wrong. Now, I'm not going to lie to y'all. This one I sat and had a little bit of fun with. We're basically living in an age where everything goes viral or everybody seems to want to go viral. And I appreciate that because viral basically is bringing on a lot of new faces, a lot of new influencers, a lot of new products and everything that we've never seen before. However, there's also cons when it comes to going viral or attempting to go viral. The pros is when we get excellent content creators like the Mr. Beast, when we get the Cups, when we get the Ninjas, even if you don't like Ninja, he's he's basically done some good for the video game industry as a whole and exposure. When you get the Shrouds, the Tims, the Docs, all this other good stuff, right? However, there's also cons. Um, we're living in an age where people will do anything for clout and for clicks and for views and for follows. Y'all remember a couple months ago when basically people were licking ice cream just to go viral and then putting the ice cream back inside of freezers? Please tell me you remember this and please tell me that none of you were involved in this. Lily, it sickens me that people were actually doing this or even like taking things of mouthwash, gargling them, spinning them back in the containers and putting them back on the shelves. First of all, it's a felony. Second of all, you're just nasty. And three, you ought to be slapped in your damn mouth. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just, I'm very upset when people touch my food and my products that I got to get off the shelf. That's gross and nasty. Now, I don't want to name any names because we're not here to smear names. We're not here to smear people, things of that nature. But there's been a slew of content creators on these platforms, on YouTube, on Twitch, Mixer, wherever you choose to get your content from, there's been a slew of content creators that have gone viral from the things they have said both on and off stream. Case in point, when we've got Fortnite players using the N-word with the hard R and deeming it as gamer chat or gamer words. Where we got people who are literally drinking on stream, pull out a pistol, a firearm, and accidentally fire it um, live on stream, violating not only TOS, um, but negligence for handling a firearm. Um, basically a felony live on stream. For all the good that social media has done us, what has it also left us with? Well, it's left us with some teachable moments and it's left us with a lot of great entertainment, but it's also just given us pure idiocy at the same time. It only takes a couple of seconds to not only put out meaningful and thoughtful content, but also to put out content that doesn't violate you know somebody's rights that doesn't violate their sense of being that doesn't break any laws first and foremost and then secondly is actually worth us ingesting and i'm hoping that this year will be the year or maybe next year who knows that people really pay a lot more attention to what it takes to go viral and the content they're putting out there because now the new thing is TikTok, and i know everybody has a TikTok, or everybody knows somebody who's on TikTok. I enjoy TikTok. TikTok is a wonderful platform. You know, it's fun and owned it by Tencent when it's a Chinese company. So that's fine. We're not going to talk about that. But a lot of great new influencers and upcoming people are making a name for themselves off of things like TikTok, of course, YouTube, Instagram, TV, all this other stuff, right? And so I want people to get their bag. I want people to make a name for themselves. I really want them you know, to do better and have much more than what they began with when they started their content creation careers. 
However, we have to be mindful that when you become an influencer, you are just that, an influencer. You literally have a young adults, you have kids, you have people who look up to you that will mimic whatever you do thinking, you know, it's the standard. It's what's needed to become popular. It's what's needed to boost one's self-esteem. It's what's needed, you know, to make money in this day and age of, you know, live content consumption and everything else. So my biggest advice to everybody is I would just want them to think smarter and harder about exactly what they do and how they portray themselves and social media in the case of going viral. It's necessary, you know, to those who haven't done such a great job already in 2020 and in the past, I would ask you to look to them as the teachable moment of what not to do. And, you know, course correct that for yourself, whether you want to be a streamer, a YouTuber, content creator, podcast host, it doesn't really matter. Just people just do better. Okay. I've gone through my first three topics and that was quite a bit and I could go on for on for much longer. But today, this is not the emphasis I want to do. Today, I want to bring to y'all one of my best friends who is actually live with us today. She is a great inspiration to me. She has been a good friend of mine and she has been one of the key reasons why I've decided to keep streaming. It's very rare that you find a community that's as welcoming as hers. And we really want to bring her on, celebrate her and, you know, hear her story and, you know, ask her a bunch of questions. This is going to be fun. I feel like this isn't even an interview. This is like having a conversation with a big sister or somebody that you've known for years. And I'm actually very excited and I hope you're excited as well, too. So let's go on over to the interview screen. And I want y'all to go ahead and give it up for the one, the only the mayor of Cupton herself, Miss Cup A Noodle, is here. What's up, man? <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I I'm good. I, I'm here. I'm I'm nervous but excited. I'm I'm more nervous for the questions because I saw some of what, you know, was being asked on Twitter. So, you know, I saw them but I didn't say anything. So I'm nervous, but I'm also excited. So we will see. It's going to be a lot of fun, I assure you. We've got some good questions, some thoughtful questions. We've got some very off-the-wall questions, as you saw already, but questions indeed. So first and foremost, just tell the people about yourself. I know I have some community members who have not seen you before. You obviously have some people um, who know you but don't know of you like they should. So, I mean, give everybody a little bit of an introduction of, of who is Cup like background introduction everything this is always the hardest part all right i'm, I'm cup or a cup of noodle i'm casein i am from socal and i i do things on the internet that's the best way to explain it i stream um, i do hosting and commentary i play well we play a lot of horror games a lot of indie games if you name it we have probably played it <laughs> um we're currently working on silent hill we're going through all of those um after that it might be fatal frame but I kind of want to rerun all the REs to get ready for RE3. We hang out. I feel like we're a pretty loving community. We're pretty solid. I mean, it all just comes to me. There, I mean, if nothing else, everyone's nice to each other. I'm the only one that gets in trouble. And <laughs> <laughs> I stream and I hang out. I do my best to, to hang out and, and honestly get to know everyone. It's probably my favorite part. I do my best to try to get to know everyone. You talk to me. I most likely know you. Um, if you don't, I know your name, 
but I'm not going to know as much. That's probably my favorite part. I didn't realize it would be my favorite part. I honestly thought streaming was just playing a game. And when I first started, because I, I didn't know much about JTV, and I was like, okay, and then Twitch was a thing. And I'm like, oh, cool. All I have to do is just play a video game. I do that anyways. You know, I do that for mm -hmm. fun. This will be easy. Like, let's do this. And then I hit start stream, and I was like, that is not the case. One, you go into it with this mental mind that as soon as you do it, people are going to be watching. So you're kind of ready, like, okay, I got to talk to people. Mm -hmm. But for me, I was like, I got to play the game. So it was this weird disconnect where if someone happened to come in, that's a very big if when I first started, because Twitch was way different back then. It would just be like me and maybe one other person and they'd be talking to me and I would never answer because I just had to be the best game player ever. That's how I started. It's like, are you going to talk to people? It's like, no, I have to beat the game. Because if I don't play the game, that's the rules, right? Like you have to play the game and you're already coming into it. Like you're a girl. So they're already, <sighs> Twitch was just a lot different back then. So God forbid you just get stuck or you don't do something. Oh, the guys couldn't wait to pick up their pants and be like, I got you shorty. Like, no, I don't got, I don't need you. I got this. So I was just really sweaty. I'm sweaty in general, competitive. So it's very easy for me to just be sweaty. And I'm like, no, just play the game. I don't want to talk to Chad. I just want to be the best player ever, which really wasn't true. But that's kind of like where I was. And then before you knew it, I started talking to Chad more. And then it turned into, okay, well, you got to play the game, man. So it was like a long time trying to get that really good in between. Mm -hmm. So I was either not focusing on chat or literally I'm putting the control down. Arms are up. I'm chilling. Like, so are you going to play the game? Like, nope, I'm talking to y'all. Like, which one is it? I need you to figure it out. So we've gotten a lot better. Even though chat swears, I don't see what they're saying. I see everything <laughs> and they should be happy. I don't respond to everything. I see every little, little quip, little slick, little witty remark. Yeah, I see it. I, I'm just a little more selective. I've, I've figured it out. So it's just getting used to it and moving and shifting as Twitch does. Because Twitch has changed immensely since I first got on the platform. It, it's definitely not the same Twitch that I jumped on in 2016. No, that makes sense. And I see a lot of people, especially a lot of um, streamers who've been on this platform for much longer than me or many of my peers have said the exact same thing i remember getting on twitch in 2016 i wasn't even a streamer i didn't even start streaming till 2018 and that was just off the xbox and lord the struggle um <laughs> but i've i have heard stories i've never done it but i've heard stories the stories are real um i can verify that most of those stories are true just the fact that the app freezes on you like it'll just drop your whole entire session um mike cuts out trying to you know you know how big of a struggle it is to try to talk in game and use this to talk to chat at the exact same time and this ain't the greatest mic either sometimes this is you a sound like a robot when you stream from console like hello um, are, are you a bot like nah i was on twitch before that was a thing so when it first happened it was like wait what like then what did i get a at first it sounded ingenious and it was like, I was already on Twitch. And then it was like, then what I get a capture card for? Like I played myself, hello. And then when you actually got to see it, I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, maybe that was for the best. But it's still a lot better than, it's such a huge investment to jump out the gates and try to have everything. And I think that's kind of a point where everyone is right now, which isn't bad. Like quality definitely matters. The, the time that we used to give ourselves to properly age up on the platform has changed, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. No, that it makes sense. 
where you literally just had like a, a rat in a wheel and it was like, it was really mom and pop and it was ugly. Like when I first started streaming, I wasn't even near my computer. Like I, I played the game on my TV. I saw chat through a laptop and it was running through like a compact computer. It, it was, it was trash. Like the quality was bad, but that's where you started. And, and, it, you, and it wasn't bad. People weren't really coming for you as much as literally, unless you were like in that 1%, whatever, wherever the 1% was at that time, we all kind of looked like that. Everyone looked really homegrown. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually enjoyed that aspect of it because you got to see like the process of the level up. And now it's kind of like, I'm not going to lie. Like people are coming out the gates and it's like, well, what do you got? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it because y'all came out the gates killing it and we came out the gate on a cell phone with a hope and a dream you know so i do feel like there's a although twitch has changed and I, I feel like for the most part for the better i feel like there's this weird pressure when you first start streaming that you have to come out the gates and have everything and i swear you don't and no matter what you do you're always going to be like well this could be better and that could mm -hmm. be better but i feel like we gotta give ourselves enough time to grow and learn what you're doing. Cause when I first started streaming, I'm a console kid. I don't know anything about peace. I had to learn as I did this. So I'm like, I don't know when people came in, it's like, what's your GPU? And I'm like, the hell is that? I'm going on Google, <laughs> like in the blue hell is a GPU? Like how much RAM do you have? Like, I, I don't know, you know, but you don't want to seem like you don't know what you're doing. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you got to give yourself that room to grow. And I think that's, sort of what we're losing in new twitch because you're kind of just coming out the gates just try you're, you're essentially it's like you're playing catch up and you're not you're just new and that's fine and i think it's cool to see and be able to look back and say hey i remember back when when we were here and then we get to see you go to the next level mm -hmm. and you, you know what i'm saying you get to see that i think there's times where we should stop and appreciate like nah we're not at, at you know this ridiculous high def level but we're putting in work and we're gradually growing and that's the process i don't think you can skip steps of the process when you're new to streaming you feel like you're not allowed to do it because you know you look left and right like well everyone else looks like this but everyone didn't always look like that it's just you're for you you're new but we remember each other back in the day i can go back in time and remember so you know all the homies i remember when cj first started streaming when i first met him and <laughs> i remember you know i am brandon i remember us back in the day brandon's like the first person to ever host me i didn't even know what a host was i thought my stream broke <laughs> I, didn't know. I was like what is this who are you i was so confused but it's just and it's cool to be able to look back and say that's where they were and this is where they are now no, I actually think you bring up a good point, too, because as much as people love to have the newest, the flashiest and, you know, want to have the best visual representation right out the gate. It's also important, like you said, to trust the process, because if you don't know if you don't know where you're coming from, you don't know where you're going to go in the first place. And you said something that's also important, like, you know, having the capture car running through a compact computer. Look, I wish I would have had a capture car and a compact computer versus like the Twitch app. Now, don't get me wrong. The app was wonderful for the first like year or so. But this I'm thankful also for what I have now with this PC, because Lily, I kid you not. I don't know if you remember this. You had the luxury of a compact. My first and only PC before this, and I built one, but it wasn't for me. It was, if anybody remembers this, an e-machine. If y'all remember e-machines. Oh, <laughs> well, that's going back. Do they still have e-machines? I don't know if Is they still. Is that a thing? I don't know if they still have e-machines. And if they do, please say no. Ooh, that's getting. <laughs> 
That's Fred Flintstone of you. I yeah, that's good. That's old school. You survived it, but you're better for it though, right? Like I you like can look back and you could I mean back then it was like, oh dear God. But now <laughs> it's like I did it. I feel like, you know, an achievement unlocks. I'm very appreciative of where you've been and giving us some background information about you because it's always important to know, like, you know, get a sense of people's motivation, why they do what they do and why they enjoy it. Let me also ask you something that's even more, I think, more concrete, but also can be kind of vague. How and when did you realize you first fell in love with content creation, whether it's now making YouTube videos or just streaming in total? Who inspired you and what made you want to get into the streaming space? So I knew nothing. I went into, I didn't know who the big people were. I didn't know what the big games were. I, I didn't even know what CSGO was. Don't at me. I, I was new and I knew nothing. I, I just knew, I went in knowing I genuinely enjoy, I enjoy games and it sounded like fun. It really didn't hit me because at first it was like, oh no, I'm just a streamer. I stream on Twitch and we got partnered in 2018 and technically it still didn't hit me. It wasn't like, oh, I got partnered and everything is different. Like nothing was different. I didn't even get more respect. If anything, you know, nothing changes at all. Like I know that's the misconception. It didn't hit me. It didn't hit me until about last year, probably around the time of YouTube. And we've only been doing that for like what, three, four months. And mm -hmm. it was like, it's not really as much as you're a streamer. I know people use the word influencer as much as you're a content creator. And that I, I love doing it. Like I just love creating content. Not in a sense where it's like you have to go out and you have to look for something because I feel like that's when it gets messy and you start mm -hmm. doing weirdo things that you ain't never did on the internet. Like you don't got parents that'll knock you out because you're trying to make it something as much as it was like, dude, I love what I do. And I love the people that I get to meet while I do it. And it feels weird doing anything else. Like I work from home. So when I'm working, it's like I'm doing what I have to do, but it's like, this sucks. It's not fun. So even though I show up to the stream late, as soon as we do, it just feels right. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it's that like makes all sense. the pieces, like it clicks and it makes sense. And everything else before was kind of like, man, I should have been doing this. I, but I didn't know. Like, cause I, I don't know. I went in with no expectation and I can't tell you what changed, but it was just like one day it was kind of like, this is kind of where I'm at, but this is where I want to be. And it felt pretty good to finally be able to say, hey, I think I figured out where I'm supposed to be. And I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I can go into a Buddha stream and I can see everybody in there and everybody's looking out and then you migrate to another stream. And it's like you're friends away from friends, away from friends. And you really are like good. Like I get that. It's like weird to be like, oh, they're my friends. Cause it's like, it's the internet. Mm -hmm. but you really get to know people way more than I ever expected I would. And I feel like at this point I talk to y'all more than I talk to my actual friends. So if anyone knows, usually you guys, so it, I don't know, it's just, it's different. And I never thought I would get to this point, but I want to say it had to be around the time with YouTube that it was like, you're not just a streamer because now you're on YouTube and you do other things. So it's like, you're a content creator. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I like being able to say that. I say that I do that more than my actual job. So figure. And no, that's actually very good. And I actually am glad that you mentioned that because it does feel weird. Like the whole streaming atmosphere the whole like this whole situation is new to me and it was weird for me because growing up i was one of those like i don't know i was like that socially awkward kid like i don't know how to describe it i don't know if anybody in chat or anybody watching this knows what i'm talking about like just put ones twos or whatever in the chat and let me know if you feel me but i was like that socially awkward kid like everybody knew me but at the same time, they didn't know me. Like I could get along with everybody. I could hold a conversation with everybody in every circle, 
but I literally never fit in with just one predominant group or set of people. Like I could I just you. bounce around all the time. So you were just good with everybody. Yeah, for the most part. I respect that. And so it wasn't a thing like it was me trying to fit in with everybody. I just have a very, I, I, I've been told just a very low key, like laid back, like tone to myself where people can just relate. And I'm thankful for that if that's the case. But at the same time, it's like, it's also kind of, I say it and lonely knowing that, you know, I can talk to any of these people, but at the end of the day, like there's not that true like group dynamic or set of people that you just instantly gravitate towards when everything goes wrong or you have issues in life. So it's like, while you can be known, known amongst everybody, like very few people actually know you. So they it, get glimpses of you. Exactly. And I figured that's like how it was growing up. But now more people know me more than the people I went to high school with or college. And it's just because of the shared, pa uh, shared passion of things like gaming, um, coding, graphic design, photo editing, whatever the case may be or whatever we're trying to do on stream and just getting to know your community and other people's community. It's just like you start having these conversations, have these friendships that then spill over into real life, whether you meet people at these conventions like PAX or like Comic-Con, TwitchCon, things of this nature. And it's like, hey, when I see you, it's like, hey, best friend, where you been at? <laughs> I ain't talked to you. And like, I haven't talked to you since like two days ago. I've talked to you over the internet, but I haven't seen you in like six months. But it's just like, you just pick up right there instantly. Like you just never have been apart. Well, those are the best friends. Anytime you cannot see and then you see them again and you just pick up where you left off. That's how you know you're really This is true. I feel like if I got to start from scratch again and something, I don't know if I have to start from scratch, my only response with you is just nothing but pleasantries and we can only be nice. You probably not friends. I, I could be wrong. I can't prove it, but I feel like, not saying you mean to each other. That's a bold extreme. But you know, like not everything has to be like, oh, you're so wonderful, Marvin. You're so great. And if you do something foolish, like fall out your chair, I should be allowed to laugh as a friend. <laughs> of course, I'm going to say like, dude, are you good? And once you say you're fine, I'm laughing. And I'll be like, dude, you fell out your chair. You know, but if not, if it's just, if that's my only response, then I probably either don't know very well or we're not, we're just not, I, I don't, it hasn't been confirmed yet. There we go. That's the best way to put it. What would Cup be doing right now if she was not streaming as well and was not a content creator? What would have been your dream job or occupation? I don't want to be broken. I'm nosy. So maybe plastic surgery for the stars would be my jam just because I want to get in touch on, you know, that or neurosurgeon. I think it's very cool. But again, I suck at math. So that would never be a thing for me. But in, in an alternate universe, if I had to say, either the medical field or architecture. So I know one key question, I gotta ask you this, cause this is something that even I have talked to you about as well too, being that I've been, I've been on this platform for a while and so I have a few others. Um, and it's a reality, I've been looking at my, I, can, I can't speak for everybody, I've been looking at my growth and I'm thankful for my growth and I think we're still gonna grow bigger and better. Um, but for people who are just getting started this year, what would you say were some of the earliest challenges with channel growth? And how did you overcome those as a new streamer, as a new content creator? While communities existed, they weren't. So I feel like the bigger streams had communities, but for the most part, everyone was low-key gunning it alone. I know that sounds like really, but used to be a time where if you started your stream and you were new to Twitch, you had zero people in it was a very hot zero that mm -hmm. was it in today's twitch it's a little different because you have so many we all know each other uh, you have that 
fortunate situation where the first time you even start streaming, all you have to do is jump into Discord and say, hey, I'm doing it. Because this was before Discord was a thing. When I was streaming, people were on Skype and TeamSpeak and that it's nowhere near the same. So now you're in these communities, you genuinely get to know people. And if people like you just because you're, you're cool wherever you go, people will give you a chance. Like, oh, you're streaming, I'll come check you out. Um, back in my day, I say it like I'm 102, it's fine. It was different. So when I first started streaming, I don't know how people are going to look at this, but this is how I did it. I literally used every electronic device in my house and went in to my stream when I first started. So it was like, we'd have literally every tablet, every laptop, every phone. Mm -hmm. I, I would hit my friends up, just go in. I, people can vouch. Neck was here. Um, I have no neck. Was, I can remember. Like Neck is one of the first people I met on Twitch. Shout out to Neck. And, and that's literally how I did it. And I don't know if that was cheating or playing Robin the Sis. I really don't care. It was a different time. I put on everything I had. So at the very least, it didn't say zero. And again, I lucked out and I met Neck and it was slow. And it's not even a bad slow as much as you were new. So you don't expect to come out the gates and have 10 people. I don't think I saw 10 people in like a legitimate 10, not counting every tablet and laptop I had until about the first year, if I was lucky, like it, it was just not, not nearly as many people on the platform and those on the platform were already kind of where they were going to be. Mm -hmm. So the good thing about it was when you met people, you really got to know them because it was literally just us, you know, and we were in our own little world. And it was like, I was, this is when I would get off from work at like three 34. So by the time I came home, most of the people I met were East Coasters. So I start streaming at like 8 p.m. their mm -hmm. time. And by then they're going to bed like, oh, my God, my whole stream, like East Coasters or <laughs> overseas. But through that, we got to know each other. And before you knew it, Twitch kind of started transforming, come about Discord. You just start seeing more. And I don't know when this influx of hit, but it did. And you just started meeting more and more people. So I guess if you're new and you're hoping for growth, know that this is like one of the this is one of the best times I've ever seen me personally on Twitch to grow and meet people. And I think most of it comes from you just being cool. And I don't mean like a fake decent where you're just keeping it cool with people because you want people to be nice to you. I mean, we're kind of at a day and age where it's not about what you have or how flashy or how great the quality is or are you best player of a game or exactly YouTube and having a big following from somewhere else. It's more or less People like you. And I think if people like you as a human being, people will rock with you. So I think the best thing you can do is I guess be you. And I mean, honestly, like even if you're just an and you're not nice and your whole thing is just like, you just suck as a human being. <laughs> I think there's a community for you. I think there's a community for everyone. I don't know how big everyone's community is gonna be, but I do believe that there's a community for everyone. And I do think that being that everything is so damn instant and you have all your social medias and you see people and from the outside looking in, it looks like some people are just killing it and it, you're not crazy. And you, it's very easy to feel like, man, everybody has this, 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 and I have nothing going on. That's not bad though, because you're not always going to have something going on. True. That's probably nine times out of 10, it's mostly business as usual. And it's just sticking with the basics. So if you can like that, I hope you love that because that's what you're going to be doing nine times out of 10. Mm -hmm. you're fine. But I think it's easy to look left and 
right. And because of that, you don't trust the process and you kind of start switching it up. Don't like just, I feel like if you're going to be like a shtick, cause that exists, you have your people and they have their personalities. And I feel like for me, doc is one of the big ones. I know that he doesn't get mentioned a lot in our communities, but yes. he's not real. He's definitely, it's like the wrestling of Twitch. And, and exactly. I always like doc because he showed you what he shows you what you can do. Like there's nothing you can't do on this platform. You could literally be sitting in a freaking Ferrari or whatever he sits in. You can be a whole <laughs> ass wrestler and you can have this full on persona. I'm not good at stuff like that. And, and when I first started streaming, I was so nice because I didn't want people to think I was mean and I didn't want to rub people the wrong way or offend people. But that's hard to keep up with if that's not you. Exactly. You know it is. me. I, I'm me. I'm, I'm, I'm short and I'm angry and I'm crazy and I have altercations and that's who I am. But there used to be times when I wouldn't say anything and I wouldn't rock with something, but I would just be like, well, I don't want to rub people the wrong way or they think something, but eventually it's going to come out. And I feel like a lot of the burnout comes, especially with streaming or content creating, it comes from you not being able to be you and you have to keep up this persona or image to get from point A to point B. I, I can't imagine it. It has to be exhausting because sometimes you just get exhausted being you. That's just, nobody's immune to it. You have days where you're like, dude, I just don't feel like it. And there's nothing wrong with it. Doesn't mean you don't love it. I couldn't imagine having to pretend to be someone else. And the more I kept streaming, the more I kind of let that go. And it was just kind of like, well, if I piss someone off, it's kind of life. And I don't expect everyone to like me and that's fine. And I feel like those who rock with me will, and those mm -hmm. who don't, don't. All I really care about is the respect aspect of it. So even if you don't like me, because I don't expect everyone to, just respect me. And I'll respect you even if I don't like you. Like, we could be good. And that's and it's hard to find because literally Twitch, I feel, is in a good space because you have options like we've talked about before. Twitch is like live TV. It's basically TV. You have all these channels. You have all these games. You have all these awesome content creators, whether they're, you know, the dopest personalities, whether they do charity streams or whether they're just straight up assholes. It don't matter. But everybody has an audience somewhere. And wh wh when you find that audience, just be you and remain consistent with that. Be consistent with who you are and that audience will keep rocking with you regardless. We see a lot of stuff in front of the camera and we, we love the cup. We love the personality. We love the horror games. We love the cup that will you know, talk on stream for an hour and a half. And before like somebody comes to be like, play the game and Chad's like, shut up. But can you speak to the things behind the scenes or, you know, that delicate balance? Cause I know it's for a lot of us, we don't have obligations outside of streaming other than maybe work. And, you know, we don't have others to care for, you know, people that live with us or other responsibilities. So can you speak to the people here men and women, like, how do you balance it all? How do you, what's that delicate balance look like between being a content creator, a wife and a mother? How do you find the time to do it all? My family's really cool. I will say <laughs> that my family is cool because I feel like if, they're, if they weren't, I wouldn't be able to do this because I feel like every time I look up, I have something going on. And I feel bad. Like there's times where between the content creation side, so like Twitch and now I'm doing YouTube and I have to go here or there. I still have a full-time job and then I still have a family and my family's like, that's the most important to me, mm -hmm. which is tough because we're close. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I was a young mom. So, you know, we all grew up together and it's time I'm not going to get back. So my family definitely matters. They're definitely number one on my list, but they are very cool. 
So I will say I'm lucky in that. And if you're doing this and you have like a significant other and you have kids, I know it's not easy. Um, I am the best thing you can do is just be honest with your significant other about the gravity and the magnitude in which you're going to be doing this. Porter is cool. And being that he has his things, it's kind of just like between the two of us, we're literally like we've been cheerleading for each other since like we first met each other because our parents have never really been like, oh, yeah, you know, follow your dreams. I see people whose parents are so nice about everything they do and we don't know that feeling. Our parents are old school and they're like, go to school, exactly. get a job, put money in your 401k. Mm-hmm. I don't have those parents that are like, whoa, now, despite that, they put up with us, you know, and I know if I ever really need them between both of our parents, they'll be right there, but we don't really get passes because they are convinced like back in the day when we were our, at our brokest, it was like, y'all are spending money on this video game and all music. And it's yeah. no, we're not like we're doing the right, you know, so balancing that is tough. I think you should be honest. I think for me, when, when it came to me doing this, I was honest with Porter. It's like, I really want to do this. Like, if I'm going to do this. I, I started off and I was inconsistent. I think most, when you first start doing this, you're pretty inconsistent. You'll do it and then you'll disappear. And then you'll be like, this time it's different. I'm really going to be here. No, you disappear again. And then eventually it hits you like you're going you're gonna to do it. And I think when it came time for me to really do this, I, I, I talked to Porter and it's like, I really want to do this. So he was like, all right, well, what do you want to do? And then when it comes to my daughter, she cool. I don't know. She, she's pretty cool with it. She's here for because I give her my stuff. So as long as she, <laughs> she's, you know, I, where'd my partner share go? I'll never find it. She has it. They're cool enough that when like we have like the charity things, like I've done the scarathon and at first I would do it by myself and then Porter jumped in and did it with me. And then the last one I did, even the monster jumped in and it was all three of us. So mm-hmm. I gave her my St. Jude jacket. Like that's the least I could do. You got hit in the face with pie. So here you can have my jacket. So they're really supportive and that's helpful. I, I kind of lie to my job just a little bit, like not just, a lot. Just, just a little bit. I don't bit. tell that much because I feel if I do, they're going to sit me down and make me make a choice. And I ain't ready for that. So I played dumb a lot, but I did <laughs> talk to them and I was like, I want to work remotely. I, me being on the West coast, it was like, by the time I sat on a stream, everybody was getting ready for bed. So I was like, this is going to work. Mm-hmm. So I have very long days and there's times when after I'm done streaming, I got to go back to work or the stream is over and I got to go to an awards assembly or, you know, there's always something. Always going something. On. And I feel bad because I don't want to slack on the family, slack on the content side or at work. So I just always hope like, Friday, I, I didn't get the stream because stupid work. So it's like, I'm sorry, but it's like, I can't not work. And I don't want to guilt trip people and be like, well, I'm working. So just feel bad for me. I just try to make it up and try to be there as much, you know, as much as I can. But it's like, please stall me out if I'm not there on the occasional day, because I'm literally trying to keep everything going. But I do think it's just a matter of being honest with what you're, what you're trying to do, your intentions. Like if you have a family or you're married and you say you want to start streaming, don't, and you mean it and you really want, don't be like, oh no, it's just a hobby and I'm only going to stream like one. No. And then you end up streaming, you know, I'm only going to stream once a week. And then that turns into like four, five times a week. Exactly. Make sure they know what they're signing up for. I think it's only fair because you don't know where this is going to take you. And before you know it, you just busy. And it's supposed to be a hobby. This hobby is low key transcended your regular day to day. Exactly. Um, 
if you don't have something that keeps you grounded, it it's easy it's easy not only to let something just get out of whack because then when you're dealing with like having to deal with mental stress over here, mental stress over there, and this is going good, but you want to put your all into it, you you can't create the best content or you end up like, you know, despising your spouse, despising your own kids, or even, you know, going off at people at the job, even for just for saying like a simple hello. And, you know, how was your day? And, you know, you know, screw you, Carol, get out of my face. Like, I just want to say hello. Like, why, why you got to go in on Miss Carol? (laughs) Building a sense of community, I feel like is the most important thing on this. And a lot of people don't realize like, when it is when it is your time your time will come like you can't worry about numbers you can't worry about the statistics and we're going to talk about that here in just a moment um and we might not go as in deep because we talked touched on that but just know it it's your time is your time like you can't pay attention to what somebody is doing on on this side of the street what somebody's doing over there behind you you can't make your grass greener by watching somebody else's grass and trying to tend to their lawn you can only do what you can do when you're capable of doing it and then maintaining that standard for the people who love you because albeit even though we have this big circle of friends this big network and everybody knows each other and you know like you said people have lives everybody's not able to be everywhere at once so i literally have been on twitter and i've seen where people have talked about man people don't come out and no they don't chill and stream they don't you know they don't talk or this that and the other and i've been guilty of this my own damn self i've i've said this once or twice before when i was just getting started cuz my biggest thing is i love talking to people and i love conversation now i may be playing some of the sweatiest games like apex siege overwatch from time to time whatever the case may be where like i'm trying to be number one in the world in my mind i don't know about anybody else's mind i'm trying to be number one but like literally i feel like there's nothing more rewarding than trying to than win a game than trying to talk to people because literally like for me this is what keeps me grounded and what allows me to stay sane at the end of the day because my real friends like high school college i keep in contact with them that's true enough but at the end of the day it's like i don't see them every single day but i can hit live i can talk to all these people and most of them have become like true genuine friends that i would love to hang out and be around like 24 7 if i was like in the vicinity of them so like while people shun like shun social media and all this other stuff it's like just build a sense of community and be you don't focus on numbers and just let the just let the chips fall in place where they're going to land lily you have the mental capacity most times to check your emotions and choose how you respond and react to something and sometimes the best response is just no response at all and just keep living your life she made a tweet talking about the importance of having more black representation when it comes to partnership managers community managers and things of that nature especially with us getting more, you know, black content creators, more black partners and things of this nature on Twitch, Mixer, YouTube. It really doesn't matter the streaming platform, just wherever content creation can be found, there's always gonna be some level of black influence in that. And I'm thankful for that because it used to not be that way. Yeah. But as somebody who's been on the, as somebody who's still rising and I feel like you definitely have not reached your full potential yet. And that's for all of us, but definitely I see a lot more for you cup um in the next year and two years everything thank you what would you say would be the importance now more than ever of having the representation like black representation in these partnership sponsors and these community managers like not people who are trying to stream but who want to handle like the behind the scenes like details and business side of things 
representation matters. It definitely does. Um, I remember when I first started, there were not a few, there weren't a lot of us. We didn't exist until Mira. So for me, Mira was the first one I saw. And it was just like, oh, snap. Like it, it was a big deal. And I didn't even know her. I just knew she was on YouTube. And I'm like, oh my God, she's on very big deal. The reps that represent us, that's a little tougher. Only because the reps that represent us mm -hmm. are working with big business. So when working with big business, it's going to be a little harder to try to come in and say, you know, represent them and they're black and let's find them black representation and gigs for black people. I don't think there's ever going to be a time where it's, I would not like it. This is personally. And if people don't agree, it's fine. I don't want it to be a blacks only. So exactly. And it's blacks only like I'm grateful. I I'm fortunate to be thought of and, you know, Shout out to SMB and Miss Ashrocks and Buddha and all the homies that got to do Black History Month and SMB had this dope. That's dope. But I would also like to think that eventually we could get to a point where it's not Black representation and white representation. Mm -hmm. to, there's opportunity in general, and that's irrelevant, if that makes sense. That makes sense. If, if, if we keep it in a sense segregated, I feel like we're going to miss out on a whole and if i'm being honest it's getting to the point where people make statements like they're afraid of black representation blacks representing them when truthfully speaking we haven't done anything if we're being honest i can say that when it comes to us no matter what we're doing we're usually very legit we are prompt we do what we are supposed to do mm -hmm. there are in between you don't have to say p.s we done did something stupid i'm seeing other content creators that pretty much the fears that they have with bringing us on this is what they're displaying we're not dropping the m-bombs we're not shooting the guns we're not doing these things but they're not working with us out of some fears i feel like all we can do is a good job and if we put ourselves in a position where we keep our end of the bargain and pleasures to work with, then we should be fine. Like you can own, you, you have to pretty much get to a point where you can't be denied. If we're not doing our best, if we're not putting our best foot forward, and it's not about being fake, trying to put on a facade or being anything but your genuine self. If we don't do what we need to do, then it literally will stunt the growth of possibly everybody around you. Cause like you said, it only takes one. And at the same time, you hate to hear that because we as a people and i'm just talking just to black people and i'm not trying to segregate us out or nothing of that nature but it's just facts we per capita per dollar we spend more money than any other nationality race ethnicity on the face of the planet so we put our we what we believe in and what we value we put our money our heart our hard-earned money towards and usually if we mean it and we like it, we support it, our money is spent on that and it's known. And just as quick as we can spend our money on something, we can take our money back off something. And that's what they care about is the lucrative um, side of business at the end of the day. But at the same time, you have to be sure, like you said, give somebody else a chance and don't be afraid to reach back and give somebody an opportunity. You don't have to take every single one, but keep somebody else in mind that's just as hungry or just may be appreciative of something that may not be of you but can benefit them and it's all about just keeping it in house but at the same time making sure we're not getting these opportunities out of pity out of you know the fact that we're just a minority 
but you know making sure that when they come to knock on our doors when they come to get us they really know that hey i'm working with this person not because they're black and not because we just need more representation but because i believe in the quality of the work that they represent no matter who i put them in front of no matter if it's an all black audience it's diverse whatever the case may be they are going to give us quality every single time and we believe in what they're offering let me ask you this next question when it comes to like the first time you got sponsored or partner whether it was the twitch partnership with the hp omen which is the most recent one i know the excitement was there but what was the first thoughts that ran through your mind and what was kind of like the expectation you set for yourself and the expectations you set for them to be associated with them as a partner or a sponsor um okay so with sneak they were my first and sneak is fairly well, yeah, definitely sneak donated like they gave me a donut it wasn't even a big one and i thought and then they showed me and i was like energy i don't know and i, I had to think it through because it's like in the, you know you have like there and i'm like well and i wasn't sure and i'm like because mm, i'm queen of coffee and you know and i was like well, i don't know so i looked at their website and the first thing that got me not gonna lie is logo sneaks branding is dope it's amazing um, and i'm not gonna lie i saw the hoodie dude just like me I, it, it, it was me like it looked like me and that's not that because i used to drink like the monsters and stuff like that but i had to fall off of them because if i didn't have one i would get a headache so mm -hmm. i was never like queen energy because of that like even with coffee if i don't drink coffee i'll get a headache that's just where I'm at, you know, caffeine is real when you're used to it. Yep. So what got me was they said, it's all the fun of that, but none of the bad stuff. I guess it's vegan. I guess that's cute. I'm not, I don't, I'm old. I don't care about vegan friendly and stuff. But they said, you don't get the weird headaches after. So they were cool. They let me try it. And I tried it and I kicked it. And it was a minute. I didn't even mention it. I didn't say nothing. I was just like, let me try it because if I'm not going to be yelling, do something and it's trash and I'm a grown woman liar. So I didn't mention it to anyone. I just, I talked to Porter about it and I was like, dude, the branding is sick mm -hmm. and I do like my caffeine. And if I don't get headaches and I'm good and I didn't, so I'm like, they didn't lie. Okay. They didn't lie. That's cool. So I'm here. But then you, I had to ask myself the next question. Is there anywhere else that I would want to be? Cause there are definitely, you know, there are competitors. The yeah, there are competitors to it. And I, I went through the list and I'm like, nah, no, I don't care. I don't care. I'm good. And there was no other one that I would kind of want to be part of. There is one that is bigger, but to me, that's one that everybody literally is in. So I'm thinking more quality versus quantity. Mm -hmm. And there weren't a lot of people. And it was a situation where you can't just hit them up and then they say, okay, here, take a code. I like the ones that say, don't hit us up we'll hit you up because that means they're going to actually do stuff with you and sneak is cool like when i have giveaways or like for christmas i will say i hit them up hey i'm doing something can you send me stuff oh tell us what you need i got you you're doing a giveaway here you're doing your one year you know partner anniversary here that i like so that's why i went with sneak and hp <sighs> <laughs> i'm waiting on this one too I love HP. Um, one of the best decisions I've made, it's not even because, you know, it's Omen, but it's because in my heart of hearts between us, I, I wasn't going to do it. Um, really? I, I, what, they emailed me like three times and I ignored the first two. 
She was about to block her own blessing. You hate to see it. If I didn't, I wouldn't be me. I don't. Again, I am a console kid. I don't lie to y'all. When it comes to PC, I have learned a lot in the past two years. I knew who I knew about the Omen Squad. I know about HP. First thing I thought was, you have the wrong person. I don't play shooters. And that's all I'm thinking. I don't play shooters. Why would they talk to me? If they, I don't know. It just, for me, I, where am I going to fit in here? And I, I went to their website and I looked at their current squad. And it's shooters. It's CSGO, Apex, and Overwatch. And for me, that's not what I do. So it would be one of those things where it sounds good to say, oh, with HP, but we don't have nothing in common. And why am I here? So email me again. I hit him back and I was honest. And I was just like, I know who you guys are and I respect it, but I am a variety indie horror game streamer and I don't get how I would fit in. And I don't even know if you have the right person. Maybe there's another cup of noodles. Certain brands, you think of certain things. I know that I'm not going to be welcome to every party. I know what we do, and I get that. And so then they hit me back, and they were like, "No, we know." And they said that you know they're trying to do things a little differently, and they're trying to get away from that image because mm -hmm. that's the image they had was you know shoot competitive gameplay because you know they they power the Overwatch League. What you talking to me? They do. I'm not pro. They do Overwatch, PUBG, all of that stuff as well. I, I, I felt like they had the wrong person. And they said, well, I we get that. And they're, they were, they're trying to break that image and make mm -hmm. it. It's not for competitive gamers. It's just for those who just enjoy playing. If you want to get a PC and you just enjoy playing and, you know, you want to start, you know, content creation, it's for everyone and not just for the FPS pro player. And I asked them, like, I, when I first started, when I did my announce thing, they were like, well, you have to play, you know, something family friendly. And it was kind of like, well, play Overwatch. And it was like, wait, what? I don't stream Overwatch. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who was at the that. Um, if, if they were, if you, I, and that's why I love you. And I had, to, I played Overwatch and I was like, all right, okay. Cause we already been through this. Mm -hmm. And then when we had to do something else, I asked them, what do I have to do? I was like, I don't have to play Overwatch again, right? And they were like, no, 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 no. You're free. Go do whatever you want. And ever since then, it's like they they know what they're getting from me. They're super supportive. Omen is cool, man. Like they, I'm one of the few variety broadcasters they have. And for them, a lot of them, it's really cool because they kind of come from that scene. A lot of them the g4 and things like that so it's kind of like it's not all about the fps i know that the internet in life will make you feel like if you're not playing apex or Fortnite, then you screwed that's not true 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 <laughs> true i'm happy that they were cool enough to take a chance on me because i i know there are so many other people that do it and they were cool enough to say this little weird chick that plays the horror games and yells what in the blue hell every five seconds like they were cool and I, it's one of the best decisions I've made since doing all of this. And it's my favorite only. I almost, <laughs> I almost did it. So it's like one of the best decisions I've ever made that I almost didn't make. I'm really glad that you did too. And then just seeing the way that it's 
even just the support that they've had behind you in just the short amount of time has been incredible from the front page feature to the you had the intel gamer days um partnership with them and then even the giveaway they for for the flowers. gaming lab they sent you flowers they sent me flowers they, they were like so you're a twitch ambassador and you're not gonna tell us and i'm thinking i didn't know i was supposed to so out of nowhere there's like this retweet and i'm like come on y'all no thug tears and i wasn't ready and they were just like keep an eye out because it's coming and they sent me flowers which i wasn't ready for and they sent me a card said congratulations and they sent me one of their new backpacks which is cool because everybody likes stuff but mm -hmm. for me i feel like the flowers were a little because you don't have to and it when it comes to sponsors, you don't expect them. I know what's the deal. And I know it's like they, technically speaking, they do what they, they're in. It's like, here's a piece. Now you rep for us. But when you have sponsorships and it's more than that, and they hit you up and they care and they include you on things. I stream from their site. And if you just stick around and collect coins and whoever has like, I think it's top five at the end of the stream, mm -hmm. you get like 10,000 bits. I think that's cool. I like sponsorships where you work together. It's more than just promo code or this or that. Like literally you're backing them. You're putting your, you're endorsing them in a sense. And I get that they're the bigger brand. I ain't doing nothing over here. I get that. But we're both still taking a chance on each other. Exactly. And I feel like it should be way more than, ooh, give me free this, ooh, give me that. I know it sounds dumb, but there's things that I do look at when it comes to a sponsor. I feel like when it comes to your sponsors, y'all should follow each other on social media because if they don't follow you, y'all, why should other people? They're backing you. You're literally saying that their product is great and they've said that you're worth it. But if you're not worth it to the point where y'all don't even know each other on social media, well, then what do we really have here? Exactly. Other than they just want you to put, put us on your page and I'll give you a hoodie. That's not real. So first question comes from one of my mods, DJ. And he says, I think the question I have is, what is the main misconception people have about growing as a female streamer on Twitch? Um, so would you like to just speak on that from the female's perspective of things? We do not get a bump in numbers, so to speak, because we are female. Um, I will say, in all fairness, I think people may be a little quicker to, to click on a stream and check it out. But it's not usually for good reasons. Like nine times out of 10, I'm convinced they think it's going to be gobbledygook. They come in more in a condescending, oh, let's mm -hmm. see what they got going on. Bet you, you know, it's going to be trash. It, you have to, it's a lot easier to get people in, but you got to work a little harder to mm -hmm. get them to stay and or believe in the dream, especially if you're not selling sex. Now, if you're going for it and you got that kind of strength, I don't know the rules man because I, I don't do it and i don't really play in those i don't know the rules from that kind of stream perspective but when you are about the games and you just trying to get in just like everybody else yeah it's easy to get them to come in but it's a little harder to make them a believer or to get that level of respect like i'm not saying the respect like you're like the greatest gamer on the planet and you're just mlg but the respect that yes i can play these games no i'm not gobbledygook no i don't need your help True. That's a big one. That, that's a big one because people love to backseat game. I feel like it happens to women a little more. Like if we die once, like when I, not as much now, I think once you, if you can survive it and, and, and you can solidify yourself as this is where you're at, then you're fine. But like for me, 
I had to, it was sweaty, man. Like I was playing every nightmare mode, insane mode. I'd be evil within on that weird ass Akumo mode where if you die once, you mm-hmm. die, you got to start over. It wasn't because I wanted to, like I'm sweaty, yes. But I did it because at first it was just kind of like, boo. And you get to this point where it's like, do you like me now? Do you respect me now? And even then they still talk shit. So they ain't never going to change. But I will say the misconception is easier for I think it's easiest, easier for us to get people in the room, but I think it's harder for us to make people a believer, especially if that's not what you're about. Because nine times out of 10, that is what people will make it. And there's just things that we're going to hear that guys really don't hear. True. I don't I don't know True. how many guys have people come in and just be like, hey, you single? Just out the blue. Like, wait, what? This has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> You single or you lying? Hey, what you mix with? I don't think dudes hear that. I think dudes just get to be dudes. I, I don't think people care. And then when I say nothing, liar. Okay, now I'm a liar. So now I gotta, I gotta. My parents, see, I'm not mixed, guys. I'm chilling. Or you got a dude? Do you want one? I don't think deal with that. And then once you can get past that, because I mean, you don't want to be mean as a chick and be like, shut up, get out, no. But at the same time, you can't be super nice about it because it doesn't get any better. So it's you got to find like this really weird line because if not, you'll just be this really mean woman. And it's like, you don't want to come off like that because people could, it could be worse. They could come in and yell, you ugly. So it could be worse. I get it. True. But Because people, people don't spare no feelings on the internet. They could come and be like, you show is ugly. Could be worse. Like if you're going to say something, I guess that, but it's, you got to get past that. And I think that's something you can get past in time. You just got to give it a chance. I think I used to let a lot more slide when I first started because I didn't want to just scare everyone away. Like, yes, I'm married. Shut up. Don't look at my face. You know, I, I, but at the same time, do want to grow. And I think once you start building your little, your community, people won't even attempt it because you can survive. And then there's power in numbers. And it's kind of like, you look stupid. Everyone else is hanging out trying to get a date which i'll never understand has it ever has anyone ever said yeah sure street beat you in subway that's never happened like i I highly doubt and if it has i don't want to know the story about it i don't get it like it's never (laughs) happened but i do that's the misconception i think people think it's easier and i think it's a little harder for us because we're kind of not allowed to complain like we can that's our choice our right but when we complain, it's a little different. When guys have a grievance, it's real. When we have a grievance, it's like, oh, she tripping. Like, really? Well, then you're just, just you're not strong enough for the platform. Like, dude, it's for, when it comes to guys, they get to let it be about the games. When it comes for us, it's the games, but we got to make it about the games. I don't it, think it gets to come as naturally because we have to fight off every weird stereotype, every chick that got on here and got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Some stream he came from before, so now we're playing the same game. So by default, we're exactly the same. It's little weird things like that. What advantages are there for having very, very small feet? How would you like to respond? One of the good advantages is you don't hear me coming. <laughs> so when you make these statements, I can sneak up on and catch you slipping. And before you even realize I'm there, you already out. I already took you out and you didn't even hear me coming because my feet aren't big. So I'm like a ninja all the time. So when you make these tweets, just remember, I'm like a ninja and you won't hear me coming. 
what advantages, you know? <laughs> I just want y'all to know. I read that and I died laughing the moment I saw it. <laughs> For those of y'all who do not know, I have average size feet. I, I don't have to take this. I am very stealth because apparently my feet are small. I'm not going to say I have big feet. I'm not size show Bob. I'm not goofy, but they're, they're, they're averagely sized. Man, I wear like a five, five and a half. That's not little. That's, yes, I'm still in kids' footlocker, but it's still <laughs> average, you know? I'm not very tall either. One thing I'd understand is the back catalog of games is huge and growing. I still got games I need to play, so I understand where you're I coming from. A lot of games. It's bad. Yeah, I and. I, f I feel bad sometimes because I can literally sit here and be playing a game like Apex and in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? I need to finish playing that Batman game or I need to go back and I need to play Pine or I need to go back and play an old Elder Scrolls game. Like, it's just so much you want to do. And it's just like, you look at the your back catalog, you'd be like. <sighs> I'm convinced one, I don't know when, because this year we got a lot of games, but we're going to hit a, a weird valley where we got some downtime. And yes. when we do, I'll probably go check out some of the other For the most part, I've, the only games I really have on my backlog that are real for real are my 3DS games. And I don't know when that's going to happen because um, I used to play those at work and now I work remotely and I'm chilling with y'all. So I don't know when that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's mostly 3DS games. Like I have yet to touch Bravely the Second, Inlay, what is it? Bravely Second, Inlayer. I got all the Fire Emblems. I had a lot of 3DS games that I haven't even begun to touch but the other ones i pretty much caught up and i'm convinced if that's the case i ain't never gonna play them and that's just, you know it's fine it's fine it'll work itself out but at least you have something because some people run out of games or they stay so centered on one specific game that if they deviate from the game and if something like that game like say for instance it crashes servers go down you can't access the game they sit here twiddling their thumbs like well I don't know what we gonna play today. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that double-edged sword. Game versus variety. Ex variety, it's fun, but it's you have the moments where it's like, what the hell am I doing? I don't know. But then with same game, it's kind of like, like you said, yo, you get tired of the game, your game crash. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a double-edged sword. It is. It very much is. So. I don't know. In, in this day and age, I definitely would rather be much more of a variety just because variety, it variety is the spice of life. Like we, it's a saying and it's true. People say it for a reason. So we're going to stick with it. All right. I got a couple more questions and then, and by the way, Chad, once again, if you have any questions for cup, be sure to get them in. We're probably going to take like maybe one to two more. Um, so make them good. And remember, she is paying attention to who is asking these questions because she will see you on Monday. So you have been warned. Um, I got one question for Cam, uh, Cam Kashi. Uh, do you feel any type of pressure knowing that you touch so many people's hearts by just being yourself? Shout out to Killer Cam. Um, I don't think it's pressure. Um, I do my best to be consistently me. And I always say, and I know I always make a joke, it's like I'm human. Because one day I might do something stupid, y'all. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. Just know that I definitely realize that. And I do my, it's not even doing my best to be I feel like we should just be as dumb as that sounds. Do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. But I do know that I, we're, we've gotten to a point that everything we do, um, 
it comes with us. Like we're in the digital age and social media, you can't outrun anything. And I do my best to be me. So no matter what happens, you know me, if that makes sense. Um, I really get to know you guys for you. So I do my best to make sure you guys know me. And I know that there's times where you only, it may seem like you only me because I don't really, there's a lot of things I don't do. And I'm aware of that. Like, I know that I don't complain a lot. I know, like I do, like I complain, like I'm fight the ice cream man, or I got in an argument at the post office. Like I literally tell y'all, y'all know me, but I know that there'll be times where it's like, I don't know. I, I could be having a bad day and I may not say anything about it, but it's not because I don't trust y'all or I don't trust you guys with those feelings as much as I don't ever want y'all to worry about me. Um, Cause I'm fine. And I'm always mad about something. And I'm convinced that if it was something really promise y'all be the first ones I tell but for the most part only thing I ever worry about is I know that I'm not like really I'm not really emotional other than like laughing and yelling at people I know I'm not and so I know at times I get a little nervous like I'm not super emotional and I don't want you guys to think like man she don't care like I do I notice everything you guys do and I know that everything I do is low-key a reflection of y'all because y'all are not nice enough to rock with me. Like, it doesn't matter what I have going on, y'all will be right here and it means the world to me. Like, it means more than I'll ever be able to say and it, I know that matters. When in doubt, I just do my best to make sure I don't fail y'all. It doesn't matter what I'm yelling at. I'm going to be on Super Punch and the next week I'm here and then guys, I'm doing this and y'all are never like, Damn it, Cup, go sit down. It's always like, I right, we'll see you there. And that means the world. Like, y'all don't have to do that. So the least I can do is make sure that I'm keeping my end of the bargain so y'all don't look crazy saying, yo, go show Cup love. And then Cup is stupid stuff. And it's like, really? Now you got us looking crazy. I do my best to make sure I don't make y'all look bad because I know that you're going out on a limb even rocking with me. Like y'all have so many options and you're nice enough now. It means the world. The least I can do is the right thing. And that's just the right thing, man. I, I don't think you should try to be and I think you should just be, but I do my best to do the right thing, mostly because it's the right thing to do. But it's just my way of saying thank you to you guys trying to do the right thing and not make y'all look bad. Yeah. I, I think, think I answered that. <laughs> I, th I, I definitely think you answered that. I think that was well put too. And we appreciate just everything that you do. Cause I honestly, when people, when people ask me like, what are some communities I'm proud to be a part of yours is one of the first ones that comes out of my mouth. Thank like I, I, I'm trying to remember. And this, how did I find you? I honestly, I think I randomly found you. It wasn't even like through a referral or raid or nothing like that. I think literally, and this is the one good thing about Twitch. So Twitch, if you're going to do something to expand the platform, expand upon this, the whole recommendation section on the side, like it's so easy when you log into Twitch to go and immediately go to a channel that you already follow because you know what to expect of them in their community. But I will humbly ask people to go check out that recommended like for you section because you honestly would discover some great content creators that you absolutely did not even know they existed, but they share similarities to what you're used to, okay? But 
I found you, I think, through the recommendation section, and it was when you were playing that 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 um what was it that forest fighter game the one where you were in the woods you just took the job like you had the bad breakup in marriage or whatever uh, oh what game is that um, I, i'm trying to remember i know what you i was like a park ranger yes you are a park ranger that's it Firewatch. Firewatch. that's it there we, i'm like yeah okay i know what you okay so really that was what 2018 yes that was 2018. I found you when you were playing Firewatch. Now, mind you, I didn't even know what Firewatch was. I was like, what is I this? I know what Firewatch was. You, you and I both, we together. Because I came, I stayed to see what the look of the game was. Because at the time, I was looking for new games I might be interested in. And to this day, I still need to go get that game. But um, I love the look of the game, but I stayed because... I thought it was a horror game. I got tricked. I was waiting to be scared. <laughs> and then the credits was rolling. I was like... Where's the horde? I can't remember who told me. Oh yeah, it's a good game. It's all scary. I thought Firewatch was a horde. I got set up. I gotta remember who set me up for failure. Whoever it was that set her up for Firewatch, please go ahead and make yourself be known and just 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 go ahead and claim responsibility once and for all. <laughs> it but was good though. I'm happy I did. I remember I didn't know how I met. Oh, okay, I met a couple of Firewatch. Very cool. Yes, I and so and so I love the look of the game, but because of like your community, your personality and your mods, especially, I think that's how I got to be such good friends with B right off the top. Cause she, and this is another thing I tell people too, your mods are also a representation of your channel. Don't make anybody a mod of your channel that you wouldn't want to represent you if like you couldn't be around because your mods are literally like the first, may be the first impression, the first introduction that people have of your channel and if your mods might be having a bad day whatever the case may be lily ask them to keep their emotions and their like issues yeah. in check at the door but still be yourself but keep your emotions and stuff in check at the door for the sake of like your favorite streamer when they're streaming because you never know who may be the first impression when you come in but i think at the time it was um it was shiny um shunda not shiny why am i saying shiny but it was shunda it was um i don't think b was a mod yet but she was very welcoming um then i know shy was a mod still at the time and then rusty those three right there were the ones i only one have a handful of mods shout out to my mods i really i don't have a lot and i put so much on them and they put up with me they really do shout out to them like for reals so it's it we got neck jibs shunda b mm-hmm and Rusty. Now, mm -hmm. Those are my main ones. And then I have Alicia and Brown, and they've been putting up with me since I first started streaming. But I really don't, they don't really have to do much. But I, I modded them like a long time ago when I first started, and I see them when I do. So I just never unmodded them. But I know, like, I ask them, because I don't have a lot of mods, and I get that. But I feel like we're lucky in the sense that everyone's pretty cool, man. Like, I look at chat, I see way more than they realize. And they're cool. Like I've I've definitely been in streams where it's not that they're mean. Like I've never been in a stream and as soon as I come in, they're like, boo, get out. You know, that's never happened. But I have been in streams where it everything about it, maybe I'm crazy. Tell me if I'm crazy. It feels like an inside joke. And yes. if you don't know the inside joke within the stream, you're kind of out. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. That's the you know, like you're coming into a stream mm -hmm. and you can tell like it's its own entity. And if you're not in then you're out and that's a thing 
And you, I guess you have to work to get in. I can say we're fortunate enough that I can say pretty much, I only have five mods, but they're all technically mods. Like, I, I don't know, literally SpaghettiOs, Brit Brit, Philip. Like I would literally just be modding every Jay, Katie, Kate, Buddha. Cause they're with it. Like I don't have to say anything and they're with it. They know someone will do something that ain't it. Do it like this. Someone will try something. We don't do that over here. Someone will just come in and say hi. And I may not see it. And I have 50 million highs to one person. And they're just like, oh, hey, it's, it's like that. They're mm -hmm. cool. And they're not cool in the sense that we're like, all right, guys, if anybody comes in, make sure you do this. Be nice here. They're just cool because they're cool. And I feel like we're fortunate. And I'm, I'm honestly blessed to have a community where you can come in. And even I've seen the communities where if not just the streamer talking to them, they have nothing to say. I'm only here for the streamer and the streamer. And that is all. Exactly. I don't know how you can do that because that just seems, that seems insane. Depending on how many people are in there, like, whole not, that's too much. I like that everybody gets along with each other. So even if I'm not there, they chill it. They don't need me. And I like that because they shouldn't need my bubblehead butt. That, you know, <laughs> I like that, they, they, that everybody is good. It would be awkward if I get up to get something to drink and then chat's just like. Dead, dead in the water. And then as soon as I come back, hey, like, wait, what the hell? I like that I can go into another stream and I see them. I like that. Like, what's up, guys? And you can migrate. And I, and I think, because I mean, for the most part, if we're keeping it real, we're all streaming, not weird. I like that we all respect what everyone does. So no one's acting funny. Like, we can come for Buddha and say, where's your last YouTube? Been a minute. Or I know that such and such is streaming so I can go here and you see everybody and you can move that and shift it over and just, you're literally just going from left to right with each other. And it's cool when I'm not streaming, I can go kick it somewhere else and I'll see everybody. And that's cool. I, I like that. It, that feels more community. When I, when I first got on Twitch, that didn't exist. So to have that now is insane. And I love it. I'm definitely here for it. And I think that's the most important part because I came before I found your community. I was a mod in a community and basically we had our inside jokes and we had our inside things, you know, amongst ourselves. But we did our best to always try to welcome new people. And that's how we helped grow that channel. Now, what's unavoidable because yes. everything is new to someone exactly. at some point in every community. Like now we, you know, you're always going to meet. So because we definitely have our birdemic reference. It's like, what the hell is Birdemic? And it's like, it's a movie. But we try to, we have an agreement. Once a year, I'm willing to watch it. We already used it this year. And that way it makes sense. Or we have Jubba Jubba. And we have things that we do that might be like, what the hell is a Jubba Jubba? But if you stick around long enough, it makes sense. They're not some weird Da Vinci code. You really got to uncode something to figure out what it is. You just kind of got to be around. And then you get it. We have our exclamation bone. Or Jay will come out at the worst possible time and you, myself, and then we just look at him and say, you know, Jay, but Jay wouldn't be Jay if he didn't do it. So, you know, these are the things that make us us. And at first it's like, uh -huh. and it would be weird if it didn't happen. I, I have Shunda who tells me to hit alt, alt four at least once a stream. Even when I'm playing on, con on console, she's yelling alt F4. And I'm like, <laughs> I, that's not how we can't that's do this with every game, you know, but she wouldn't be Shunda. If she did 
So, you know, we have our things. It's every game. But she wouldn't be her if she didn't do it. And I think if you stick around long enough, it makes sense. And I like that it, we make it easy for people to get in on it and feel comfortable enough. Because people come in so nice to But I've learned that with us, they start off nice for the first five minutes and then they just get real comfortable. And then they're just as bad as everyone else. I have a friend for like five minutes and they'll be on my side. And they come the next stream. I don't know. I, I done lost them. Now they're like you were just my friend yesterday what happened but i think that's a good thing i think it means they're blending well with the community and getting to know everyone well so then you come in for me but you know it's fine and i think that's what happened with me when i came in you were playing firewatch and it was something i forgot what you were doing and i was just i'm one of those people i i lurk a lot you know me i am definitely a lurker and if anybody you've ever seen me in your streams because let's be honest everybody hits that little icon to see who i was in in their chat every so often so i lurk in a lot of streams but i'm one of those like i'm quick to jump in a stream and watch somebody but i'm slow to talk with you when i came in it was like right out the gate it was accessible because like i came in everybody said hello and i was like oh okay everybody everybody says hello in here okay let me stick around a little bit longer and then the next stream i think you were playing firewatch on a on a wednesday by friday i subbed and i was understanding some of the jokes y'all were talking about and i know i said something to you and it wasn't disrespectful or nothing of that nature but i did try to come for you and i remember lily and this is why i say this is important and this is how much i speak highly of you and i quote you said oh so you you literally just said to me like oh well you integrated in here so nicely i thought you were my friend you just jumped right on in didn't you well welcome i was like yep i'm sticking around now <laughs> i was like i am officially staying and that's when i hit that sub button i'm like yep i'm here for i'm here this is where i'm calling home right now <laughs> <laughs> no i I'm, I'm very i'm grateful everyone like they're welcome really and they're nice. And that's why I'm like, I'm convinced if you get it wrong, then you got it wrong. Because I, there's no one that's like, when you come in, they'd be like, uh-uh, get out. They're always like, yo, what's up? So if you, if they don't like you, like I'm convinced. I'm like, oh, someone's mean to me. What'd you do? Because I kid you not, they're not, they're not those, they're not that group of people. They're not looking to, oh, you can't sit with us. Everyone is chilling. So if everyone's side-eyeing you, did something. Exactly. Guaranteed. No, 100%. I agree with that. And that's the way it should be. And unfortunately, like I said, we got trolls out here. We got people. We know there are people who are out here to troll. And, you know, T.E. High it was fun to them. But, you know, if you got a whole chat that's willing to go come, that's willing to go to bat for you and fight for you, and you ain't even got to say a thing and still focus on content and streaming, that's when you know you got a seriously active and welcoming community. Because any chat that will go to bat for you and you ain't even have to tell them to do that, is the place where you want to be. It's gotten to the point where I don't really have to say anything. I really don't, because my, my girls don't play that. I got my Soul Cal and my Shunda and my V. I don't even have to say anything. Before, all I, by the time I look at it, it's already handled. Like, oh, and it's so rare, few and in between, because it would just be weird to come in there being foolish, because it's not really the atmosphere for stupidity. Exactly. Not, there's not too much room. So when you do it, you stick out like the source of thumbs, like the hell was that about? We're chilling over here. So when you do it, we've had people 
come in and attempt stupidity. And I think they have a change of heart and then they'll try to keep it cool. But I love my girls because they don't play that. They'll be like, oh, I, I saw what you said earlier, but I guess you try cool now. They'll call you out real quick. And I think it's hilarious. Like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I think they come in crazy. But then it's like, oh, man, they're kind of cool. And then now they try to have a change of heart. I think that's hilarious. And I know my, the guys are nicer. My girls will be like, mm-mm, mm-mm. The guys will be like, yeah, it happened. This, this is true. Because I think for guys, for the most part, like, well, guys, I can't speak for all guys, but I know for me as a guy, I'm very nonchalant. Like, you can say something, you can piss me off, and then I might block you, I might ban you, or you say just something stupid, and then you try to apologize. I'm like, eh, Yeah, my ladies whatever. don't play that sh My ladies don't play that <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm telling you, warning, my ladies don't play that. Try it if you want to. I, I won't even be able to save you. Like, once you're out, I can't save Cause they'll yell at me too. So, you know, I ain't going out with you. So I just say, all right, well, sucks for them. And then, you know, I do it, I do it. Move. Exactly. <laughs> Despite accuse it forever exiled. <laughs> you have been removed from the tribe. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, okay. I'm going to pick one more question. One more question off Twitter and one more question in chat. So if y'all have any more questions that you want to ask Cup right now in chat, please go ahead and make them now. All right. This is going to be the last round of questions. So let me get to the last one on Twitter. Well, I'm not asking about shoe size. We already covered this. Why has everybody got an obsession with feet? I'm learning a lot more about each and every single one of y'all with these feet questions. And I, I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> um... All right, so here is one right here. If I click on thread, the next question, um, do, 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 do. and this one also comes from Phoenix Yanni. Um, actually, I asked you about that. Oh well, here's a good one. She just wants to know one simple question: What's underneath? What's under all those all the hats? What's underneath all the hats that you wear on stream? I will never tell. Right? <laughs> I, I will never, ever tell. Maybe a gnome. It might be a gnome, but I will never tell. One day I'll take the hat off. Haven't we seen one picture of you without the hat off? I definitely didn't always wear a hat. <laughs> I've definitely had days where I didn't. Right? I don't have a cul-de-sac. It's not a shiny, bald head. I, I, I've taken it off. I don't think I had a hat on when I talked to you. I don't have a hat on earlier when we No, you didn't have a hat on. Matter of fact, now that you mention it, okay, uh -huh. I, I, I I can vouch. There's not a gnome, there's not chrome dome, nothing underneath there. She has actual hair. It's an actual human being underneath the hat. I can vouch for this, okay? Mystery solved. Great question, Yanni. <laughs> All right, let's take one more from the chat real quick. All right. Um okay, both of these are good questions. Um any advice? Oh, they posted this twice, so everybody wants to yeah, know I think this. Yeah, this is Cuffs. Yeah. Yeah. So this is from C Cuff. So shout out to you, Cuff. Um, any advice for an introvert who streams and wants to get better, be more open, or less fearful of putting yourself out there? I definitely want you to answer this one, and I also want to respond to this one too because I'm very much introverted. I am very much to myself. But please, please respond to this one. Um, I. As a person that likes 
her people. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I'm good. I'm better with people that I know and I can talk to everyone, but I don't always want to. Um, it's just one of those things. It just depends on where I, I, I'm moving. There we go. That's the best way to put it. I feel like as an introvert, I know very easy to close up and, and not say much. I think the best thing you can do is to literally get to a point where you talk to yourself. I know that sounds foolish, but I feel like sometimes you get to this point where you don't say much. So now when it's time to say something, mm -hmm. it's kind of just like nothing's coming out. You ever go a day and you don't really, you open your mouth and you're like, oh, words, where are you at? And nothing comes out. Exactly. No, I've had those days plenty. Talk to yourself a lot. And just in your day to day, find a way even if it's something as stupid as you held the door open for someone, acknowledge them and say hi. Every small interaction you have, whether it's you talking to yourself, as dumb as it sounds, it's when you first start making a PB&J, talk it through. Got to get my peanut butter, going to grab my jelly. That's what this is. You're, you're talking about it. You're, you're, it's so much easier. It gets every small interaction someone opens the door for. Hey, thank you. That's it. If you want to elaborate after that, how you doing today? It's a gradual, it's a, it's a gradual process from getting to a point where you talk a little bit because if you to the point where you can just naturally talk to people and get to know people, I think it's something that we do kind of train ourselves to do because I know you have people that are just naturally talking to people some people are just good like that but other people aren't and i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think sometimes we psych ourselves out and say well i'm introverted so for me it's going to be tough it's that way for a lot of people it's not going to get any better until you kind of just start doing it and it, it could be as simple as low like literally all any kind of started from hello so if you can get yourself to do that and you have more chances to talk to people than you give yourself credit for. Anytime you go somewhere, you're either going to walk past a person, even if you tell yourself today, when I go out, if ever I walk past someone and we make eye contact, I'm going to say, hey, nine times out of 10, when you walk past someone and say, hey, what's up? You acknowledge them. They usually respond to, how are you today? And all you have to say is, oh, I'm, I'm well. And you, that's like just a basic interaction that you can have with just from acknowledging their existence. If you want to elaborate mm -hmm. on it, better about it, you can take that into learning about what someone did during the day. Oh, I, I did this today. I ate that today. And you can take that even for this, what we're doing now. All it takes is a simple question, which can help Marv in turn say, well, how do you feel about that? And then I give him the, and it keeps the podcast going. Same as, it's no different. All it takes is a tiny spark to get something going. And as an introvert, I know it's tough, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And before you know it, it just kind of, it's routine. You think nothing of it. It's just gradual conversation. I think when we don't do something very often, we come out the gates trying to do too much. And exactly. then we end up, we make it, we ruin it for ourselves again, because we come out the gates wanting to hit some weird home run. So you think, oh, you people I'm gonna do this and then we instead of just something basic you can honestly do real quick I'm gonna have a full-blown this and then you don't and then you end up disappointed with yourself because you didn't and then it turns into well, I can't I guess just who I am as opposed to start small 
give yourself a chance, you know? As far as Cup is concerned, Cup is cool. I talk to Cup all the time. But I, for, you know, and I don't know, that might be tough for Cup to even come out and just be like, hey, hi, guys, and talk to chat in general. But that alone is a step in the right direction. And if you can do that, it's literally just applying that to your day-to-day and just being on the other side of the stream. But my advice would just be to start small. No different than how you are with us here. And I think that's so that hits home on so many levels because I came to you for advice about this a long time ago. And some of the best advice you gave to me was just be yourself and be who you are. Because I the question I had posed to you back when is like, how do you deal with like, because your chat is so active and I am one of those people and people don't know this about me. Or maybe they do. I don't know. I'm very self-conscious. Like other than this podcast, like sometimes like chat can be at a crawl or a standstill and it's hard to want to talk to people or talk out loud while playing a game and you want that interaction. And so you kind of fall back into your own introverted, like secluded ways. And sometimes you just want people to talk or you won't even want not necessarily even just talk to you want them to talk amongst each other. So maybe you can join in on the conversation because sometimes you don't want to always lead. But the biggest thing you told me is, you know what? And that's exactly the point. Do small steps that will get you out of your comfort zone. Even if it's talking about playing a single player game and just narrating, explaining what you're going to do. This is what I'm doing. This is what's going to accomplish. You know, here's why I'm doing it. And then if one person comes in and says hello, you know, just find the ability to say, ask, how are you doing? Because for me now, what I try to do is if I see somebody come new into chat, I ask them three key questions. I'm like, how are you doing today? Where are you from? What type of games do you enjoy? If you, if I can ans- ask you those three questions and you can respond to even just one of them, now we have a basis on which to stand and I can kind of get a feel for you. You can get you a can feel for me. Exactly. You can grow from, yeah. And so I think that's the most important thing. All right, one last question um are you a perfectionist when it comes to creating content how you find that hard stuff when putting final touches on content and that's coming from buddha i'm gonna say no um which is crazy because i know everybody's a perfectionist i'm gonna be practical and i'm gonna say no and here's why you're never gonna hit a point where you like everything Mm -hmm. um there will always be people that'll be like, dude, I love what you do. I love this. I love that. And there's going to be things like, I hate it. And you're always going to, you're never, ever going to be a hundred percent sound. And if you know that you'll be fine. But if you think for a second, you're going to love everything you do, you're never going to get anything done. Um, there's always room to grow. There's always room for improvement. Um, sometimes you don't get to come out the gates and just be killing it or just have the best everything or just everything is perfect. Nine times out of 10, you'll always find something. Um, I, I think the best way to get things done is to just keep going and, and fix it as you go. Um, with YouTube and stuff, like for me personally, I, I say what, I try to figure out what I can actually do and what I can actually keep up with. Um, like even with my YouTube and my edits, because I see Combs said YouTube. So just in case I keep very, it's clean. Um, I don't have a lot of things going on. A couple reasons why. One, because copy claims are a thing. 
-hmm. So that's why I don't have all of those sounds and alerts and things going on. And two, you want to be able to do something consistently. That's what matters most. So I try to keep things as clean and simple as I can, just so I can keep it. I can keep it consistent, you know, honestly speaking, whatever we do, whether it be a highlight reel or YouTube video, while they will be on the internet forever, you're doing something every week. I'm streaming five days a week. I'm putting a YouTube video out once a week. If I'm trying to hit this immaculate level of perfection, I'm not going to get any of that done. True. And my excuse will be, well, I'm a perfectionist. But after a while, perfection just becomes an excuse as to why you're not getting things done. Eventually, and perfectionist just becomes procrastination at a certain exactly. standpoint. Exactly. And, and I feel like it's easy. Like once you start saying that to your get in your head, especially when it comes to content creation, because it is technically the arts. It's literally coming from nothing. What we do is not easy because we have no one to tell us whether it's wrong or right. We don't know. So for us, it's very easy to be like, they're not going to feel this. They're not going to like that. But in the same turn, no one's ever really came for us. So we're crazy because it's definitely in our minds, but it's not crazy to have that thought because you want what you do to look great. You want to be happy with it. You want good about it. But nine times out of 10, it's good. It's just us overthinking it, in which case it never happens. Or it does, but it takes you a month to do half of nothing because you wanted it to be perfect. You can't, now you're inconsistent. So you're going to lose somewhere. So the best thing for me is if you look at my YouTube videos in particular, you'll see changes. You'll see different cuts, different edits. But I, it's it's slow, and I was I'm low key learning some of this on the fly because I edit a little bit, but not really. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like I'm going, you know. So there's things that I, I knew the base. Now I'm learning that I like jump cuts, and I've learned how to put myself in the cute little circle, and you know I've learned how to do things and be. When I say the bell notification, I figured out how to put the Street Fighter noise or a real mushroom. It's not something I did off the rip. Same with streaming. My setup back in the day is nothing like it is now, but you got to start somewhere. And from there, that's where that you grow. You, you just, you keep going, but I don't think we're ever going to come out the gates. Perfect. Even if we had the perfect, everything, the perfect setup, the perfect editing skills, mm -hmm. I don't think we'll ever be satisfied with it because us doing it and it's the same way that if you stare at yourself long enough in the mirror you start to see it's like weird it gets all weird and distorted that's what this is too i think the more we edit something or stare at something the more weird it gets and it's like this ain't it but i think you're looking at it too much like i don't like watching past i'll be honest i don't like looking at myself but to that there will be a lot of streamers that say you need to go look at your past broadcast and make True. sure i will check if I feel like I'm looking at Streamlabs and I feel like I'm peeking, maybe come the end of the stream, like I, I just played with my lighting because it was weird and I have ugly colored walls. And during the evening, since I was losing natural sunlight, I would start shape-shifting. Like, why do I look so different? So for things like that, I'll go back and watch. But just off the rip, just to see if I could improve, hell no, no, I'm good. Whatever improvements are coming, they'll come. That comes with time and comfortability. But unless it's like a real thing, I'm not checking for it. Because if not, you're always going to be finding something. 
And I think this hit home. I really think this hit home for a lot of people too, even myself, because even with a lot of stuff, just one, you said this earlier at the very beginning of the QA, and we're going to kind of, and I, I think this is actually a good question because we're kind of coming back like full circle here. You said this beginning of the Q&A that you have to respect the process and you have to go back and appreciate the progression from where you began to where you are now to where you can see yourself in the future. You have to respect and appreciate the process. But at the same time, too, don't let being a perfectionist just make you idle, make you stagnant, because Lily, that's how I kind of felt with doing this podcast. I was nervous. You know me, and I told you this. I was dead serious nervous to even do this podcast, to do this to do this talk show, however they categorize it on Twitch. Because streaming is one thing. But now I gotta worry about the audio's gotta be correct. You know, I gotta have scenes, I gotta upload this for YouTube, I gotta up- upload this for Apple, Spotify, all this other stuff. It's so much that goes into it. And so for the first two months, I literally let I, I like to say analysis paralysis. I literally overanalyzed everything to the fact that it got nothing done. And so I think one of my friends, um, Split, shout out to Split Site, by the way, he said something very real to me. Um, and I never told him this, but I'm gonna let him, um, let him know now. We were talking about this to um, another friend of ours and we we're talking about podcasts and I was mentioning podcasts. He's like, man, he's like, Maurice, he's like, I know you want to do this podcast. He's like, but where is it at though? He's like, we keep hearing you talk about the podcast, but we have yet to see a podcast. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So now we got to put the plan in motion. So I finally just say, you know, what? we're going to do it. I don't have the best lighting. I don't have the best green screen. I don't have none of this. I like what we have now. It's a stepping stone. But at the same time, I could have probably had like maybe 10, 15 episodes, you know, done by now. If I wouldn't have let that fear of like, am I good enough to do this? Am I good enough? Will people actually respond to it? Um, Not keep me from doing it when I said I was going to do it originally. But thankfully, you know, having people around you who will tell you the truth and not be yes men and yes women in your corner um, will keep you motivated and get you going. And at the same time, too, though, like you said, that internalization, realizing that, hey, if I want to grow then I'm going to, I got to stop being my own worst enemy and I got to be my top cheerleader. There is never a perfect time, but that's good. Cause it's not, the good news is no one's checking for, you know, so you can do whatever you want. It gives you time to grow and learn. And nine times out of 10, even if you feel like you are coming out the gates and what you have is brilliant, a year from now, you will look back and find fault. Hell, you can do it the same day and look back and have fault. That's never going to change but at least it's something to have a fault about as opposed to you just not getting it done in general out of the fear of being a perfectionist. That's code for you just have nothing. You have all these things, but at the end of the day, you have nothing because you're not doing anything out of the fear of it not being perfect. I'd rather have something that isn't perfect than to have nothing at all. Well said, and I a hundred percent agree. If there's nothing else I've agreed more with, it's that statement right there. And that's something that I struggle with. I think a lot of us still are struggling with and but we needed to hear that because it's hard when you're in your own head. But to have that outside influence like you to say it out loud to reassure us that we're not alone in that. It means a lot. It really does. And so I appreciate you for spilling that truth on us today. Like, seriously, thank you. Man, right. No, thank you for having me. I'm having a good time. I'm really enjoying the questions. Everyone's asking real ones. I hope I'm helpful. 
at the very least. And if ever anyone ever has a question, you know where to find me. I'm always here. Which leads me to my last portion. Y'all, one time, drop all of your emotes, drop all the love for the mayor of Cupton herself, Cup of Noodle. That is officially our Q&A section for the night right there. Thank you guys for having me and putting up with me. Thank you. Thank you. And this is the last portion I want to do. From a content standpoint, who would you like to see on the podcast next? If you can make me a referral to any content creator you think would be a good interview, who would be your favorite person you would want to see on this on this talk show, this Chelsea. podcast? Chelsea. Chelsea? Chelsea. I would love to see Chelsea up here. And if you talk to her, get all techie with her. Chelsea's one of those people where she says her piece, but she, she's so chill about it. Like, Chelsea, you know, you, you can tell when someone's because they never go out of their way to make you feel like they are. That's Chels. I, Chelsea's one of those few. I would just love to pick her if that makes sense. Um, I know she's into tech and stuff. I, I would love to, to, to ask Chelsea a couple questions. I feel like she's like a sleeper, man. Like, cause I she feel like is. everyone who knows Chels loves Chels but I feel like we don't get enough chills. So if anyone can come up here, I would love to see her. You know, actually I need to message her and I would love to do it just from the simple fact that that's what gravitated me towards her channel was she's a computer scientist. I'm a programmer. We're both in similar fields, if not right on top of each other. And the first time I came in, I was able to talk tech with her for a little bit, just on just the smallest of detail, but we could probably go in so much more detail that would probably go over some people's heads. But at the same time too, though, it's just like- I feel like that would be, a, yeah, I'm here for Chels. All right, I Chelsea. Can. So with that being said, did you have any questions for me? One or two I before I like, let you go? I feel like the questions I did have you answered because you answered one about the podcast and I was finally made you do it because I know you have been mentioning it since last year. So I that was one. I feel like you answered the questions to other people's questions when we were talking all right awesome well i'm glad to hear hopefully i did a good job of narrating and keeping the conversation moving it's so weird to try to moderate a podcast versus like streaming well, I just, so i didn't talk too much because i'll talk forever like, so i i tried my best if i talked your ear off i'm sorry no you will never talk my ear off and literally here here's the thing though i planned on this podcast being like two maybe two and a half hours we're at four hours and ten minutes yeah, i know that's what i'm like oh <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's well, good. Time and I feel like the questions were great. Thank you to anyone who asked one. Everyone that came out definitely don't have to. And I really did have a good time. And I feel like I got to actually say things that I you I know I don't say much. And I know I'm not the most vocal. And I don't say a lot on the Twitter. And I'm not like controversial or nothing. So I, I it's cool that I actually got to answer questions that I know. I'm sure I'm, I'm not surprised people had those questions and I'm just happy I was actually given a chance to answer them. Thank you guys. I appreciate that. Honestly, this was more fun than playing any game to me. Like, honestly, I see why people enjoy just chatting and podcasting now, because especially when you're doing it with your friends, with the people who've influenced you, it just it it's it's so natural. So I hope we keep this going and chat to everybody in chat. If y'all want to see this keep going, then please be sure, like I said, when this gets uploaded to YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube, click the bell, all that good stuff. 
Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars if you enjoyed the episode, and as well as, you know, click like favorite on Spotify, and I'll get those links out to everybody. Um, But before we go, one last thing we got to do. Tell the people where they can find you on the webs, social media, oh, um, all that good stuff. Everything is cut. So YouTube, Cup and Noodle, C-U-A-H and um, here, Cup and Noodle. I want to see it. everything is Twitter, IG. That's literally all I got. I do my best to keep you guys posted. Oh, if you want to jump in Discord, it's discord.gg slash cup and noodle. Everything is, is just my name. And yeah, every Tuesday we have a new YouTube video. Um, a lot of indie games. We pretty much just play horror games on YouTube, which I'm here. Um, it's usually the really weird, obscure one, but every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Pacific time, because I'm in SoCal, mm-hmm. um, there is a new YouTube video. And I stream Monday through Friday for saying work doesn't play me. And if not, I'm sorry, but I'm here. Unless I'm working, I promise I'm here. I'll be back Monday between 12 and 1230. I'm usually late, but I mean well. I'm between between 12 yes, and she means well. I will be here. But thank you, Cup. I appreciate you. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing more of the podcast. This is dope. So I look forward to it. I get to ask questions next time. Yes. We get chills up here. Yes, we definitely chills. So once again, if y'all want chills, tweet her right now and let her know we want you on the Disconnect podcast. All right. But once again, thank you, Cup. I appreciate you. And we will be doing this again. Okay. Deal. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Later, guys. Later, everybody. Thank y'all so, so much for everything. Once again, if y'all have not done so already, please be sure to follow this channel, subscribe on YouTube. Once this episode gets uploaded onto Spotify and Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars, hit the favorite and like button. And my main thing is I'm going to try to give y'all these episodes twice a month, okay? So bi-monthly podcast episodes coming to you with your favorite streamers and whatnot, all right? So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. I'm going to leave y'all with some music and we're going to do the things. But once again, thank y'all for the follows, the hosts, the raids, everything. I don't have anybody immediately to raid. We'll let the chips fall where they're meant to fall, okay? But thank you. I appreciate you. And later, everybody. Take care. Peace.